0: I've considered this quite much, uh, and I'm, I welcome the opportunity to fellowship these matters with you. Amen. And so I want to just present something along two lines. Uh, the first will be reading a cluster of verses and commenting on them, and that will be self evident why I'm doing that. It relates to the world, to the mind behind the world, to the God of this age, Mm -hmm. and how we may exercise in spiritual warfare to deal with with this situation. There's a way for us to address it aggressively and victoriously. Amen. Amen. And then, uh, as time allows, I'll share something from another line related to the humanity of Jesus. Amen. When Brother Lee gave that very crucial message on the humanity of Jesus for the spiritual warfare in 1971, and he really expresses concern about the young, the enemy... Attacking them, suicide, mental illness, immorality. But the context was the enemy's attack on the humanity of Jesus and our needing to have the humanity of Jesus. So these are the two matters I'll present, not as a message, but as fellowship. So I begin with 1 John 2. 15 and following. Uh, Do not love the world, Amen. nor the things in the world. We have to admit the, the inner problem is loving the world, mm-hmm. loving the things of the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in him. Mm-hmm. So we need to be reminded that the flesh is versus the Spirit, Satan is versus Christ, and the world is versus God the Father with mm-hmm. his will. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the love of the Father, our knowing the Father, is an important factor in dealing with the world. Then verse 16, because all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the vainglory of the Father, of the glory of life, sorry, is not of the Father, but is of the world. So there are two sources that we long to present in such a clear way as the young people are maturing in their thinking in high school to point out there are two sources for your life, only two. There is God the Father and we need to present the Father not just the Son, the Father. And we need the heart of the Father to address this problem with His children being usurped by the enemy. (coughs) Either... God the Father will be the source of your being and your living. Or the world in its latest state will be the source. This is the battle between the two sources. It's not simply the things themselves only, but the two sources. And Then verse 17, And the world is passing away and its lusts But he who does the will of God abides forever. So here John brings in doing the will of God in the context of the world. So the world is opposing God and the will of God. Mm -hmm. So anyone who loves the world, who wants glory in the world, who enjoys the things of the world... Mm -hmm. Even if that one is a believer, his life will be contrary to the will of God. The world opposes the will of God. So this is another contrast, and this is a whole positive line of development starting with Revelation 4.11 concerning God's will. God created all things because of His will. We exist because of His will. God the Father has a will. Now the world is opposing God and His will. He's opposing our God-created purpose. Then I read chapter 4, verse 19. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in the evil one. And that Greek word for evil one is a word that doesn't just mean morally bad, it means perniciously, connivingly evil. Mm -hmm. So the whole world is lying in it passively. And this is when the enemy operates the most, is when we are passive. God does not operate when we are passive. This is just from memory, but Brother Nee, in his book, Love Not the World, think I'm right, he has a chapter entitled The Mind Behind the System. So this is uh, what we are dealing with. Now, I want to read several sentences from something by Weist. His Word Studies. He has these books. This is one from First John and, and others. And I have. Uh, I brought a second copy of this in case you just want to have what is here, just for your own reference. You can keep this copy. The world here is cosmos which in its use here is defined by Vincent as follows. The sum total of human life in the ordered world considered apart from, alienated from, and hostile to God. The ordered world. Apart from alienated from and hostile to God and of the earthly things which seduce from God. Mm. That's his definition. Then now this is Wiest. Cosmos refers to an ordered system. Here it is the ordered system of which Satan is the head. His fallen angels and demons are his emissaries. And the unsaved of the human race are his subjects. Together with those purposes, pursuits, pleasures, practices, and places where God is not wanted. Much in this world system... Is religious, cultured, refined, and intellectual, but it is anti God and anti Christ. Now, I'm especially helped by the next portion. And Weiss uh, refers to a fellow named Trench, a bishop, a very learned person, obviously a godly man from the middle of the 19th century quoting another writer named Bengel, but it introduces a very crucial matter. Trench quotes Bengel as saying that this world of the unsaved is inspired by the spirit of the age. Puts that in quotes. Then he uses the word German, the zeitgeist. And now this is really... Enlightening. And, not, and trunch, Trench is now describing the spirit of the age, not just the world, but the spirit of the present age of the world. Mm-hmm. All that floating mass of thoughts, opinions, maxims, speculations, hopes, Impulses, aims, aspirations at any time current in the world, which it may be impossible to seize and accurately define, but which constitutes a most real and effective power, being the moral or immoral atmosphere which at every moment of our lives. We inhale, again, inevitably to exhale. Mm -hmm. This is the world system to which John refers. So it's not just things, like their smartphone, like their computer. It's not just the things. It's a toxic atmosphere Mm -hmm. that envelops the whole world with all kinds of thoughts. You just consider... Ten years ago, if one is applying for admission to a a UC university, you check gender, male, female, now you've got multiple choices. Where does this crazy thought come from Mm -hmm. that gender is flexible, you can be a he today, you can be a she tomorrow? This is part of the spirit of the age This is what the real enemy Mm -hmm. is. So there's the expose of the world and the spirit of the age from John and how it's versus God the Father Mm -hmm. and versus the will of God. So it seems, you know, you're working directly with the young people. I have nothing to say about (coughs) what you actually do. You're the ones that are are Mm -hmm. in this. But it seems we have a two, two-sided approach on the one hand. We're presenting positively Amen. the reason why we exist. God's will, God's Amen. purpose created us in His image to express Him with dominion to represent Him. How wonderful. This is God's purpose. Amen. There is an enemy who set up a whole system with a mind behind it to oppose God and to oppose His will. And we're not forcing the young people to a decision. But they can only decide this for themselves.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, uh, Will you live, will you decide to live your life in all of its human stages Mm -hmm. with the Father and His will Mm -hmm. or not? And uh, I've been pointing this out recently. (coughs) It's like when a brother proposes to a sister. In some ways you should just say, Yes, of course. But if she says nothing and is silent, passivity equals no. Passivity toward God equals no. Mm -hmm. And then the current of the age comes. So now to a familiar portion in Romans 12. Because this is going to help us locate where the battlefield is. Okay. Just verse 2. Do not be fashioned according to this age. Amen. That's the battle. To fashion them, to shape them, their mind their values, their thinking. Uh, Several years ago, I'm just going to refer to the brother or sister as X, because I don't want to give any indication of who it was, the person needs to be covered, the person's parents need to be covered. But X was raised up in the church and was very active and the young people And it was admitted to one of the great Ivy League universities. And, And X was intellectually prepared for this. But the particular university X went to, in addition to being on the highest level academically, is well known for its sexual immorality mm-hmm. openly fostered, even having a week devoted to it. And then after a year or two, X is fully into it. And was enjoying being into it. And you know, we're having genuine fellowship. And I'm presenting some things to this person. And X's response is, it's all like a fairy tale. The whole thing. It's all like a fairy tale. So up until this present moment, this is where X is living. Saved while young. Consecrated while young. Now, functionally, A pagan and an atheist functionally. Mm -hmm. And now a whole life will be wasted because X was conformed to this age, fashioned according to this age. Mm -hmm. Then that's mainly what I want to emphasize. Do not be fashioned according to this age. So we need to have some understanding of what this age is. Mm-hmm. That I got an, an email from uh, a brother and his wife. I mean they're an early middle aged, very faithful, both graduated from the training fully in the church life. But of course they want the best education for their children. So they deliberately purchased a house in a certain part of the metropolitan area where they are, which is really an expensive area, but it's known for its super-excellent schools. So the parents went to uh, an evening in which the parents would meet the principal and the teachers. And the principal is a man presents himself. You know, he says, Yesterday I was a she. Today I'm a he. And then they realize, What am I putting my children into? And so this elicits a comment from me. Okay, it's a comment. It's coming from an older person. It's coming from another generation. But I've observed this a lot by considering what has been behind the opposition of parents in the recovery. Their daughters and sons come into the training. Most of the resistance comes from them. And I have increasingly the concern that some are giving dual messages to their kids. Mm-hmm. It's not only that you need to get the best education you can; you need to get to develop your God-created capacity. But it's you need to really be something in the world. Mm-hmm. Really need to be something. Mm-hmm. You need to be affluent, and of course you're going to be in the church life then like Elijah with the challenge the God who answers by fire he is God how long will you go limping between two opinions but this involves shepherding the parents and we can't intrude upon family life and their values and how they teach but I I believe this is happening the culture is just as strong as God's economy in the parents.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and so, it's like with X. Wow, you got into this Ivy League school. This is wonderful. No realization of the atmosphere right. X is going into. Mm. What, it, what it's famous for. Mm. Because so there's no realization. There's no preemptive prayers. Mm. There's no need to fight and pray, keep this one from the evil one. Mm. You are just happy that your child is going to get the superior education which X received at the cost of X's soul. So we are fighting for the mind, the mind of the young people. The battle is the mind to shape the mind. And there's no way to reverse or nullify the, uh, the technology, uh, I, I, I wish they would, at least especially when they're in junior high, that the parents would limit how much time they can be online, how much time they can do this. That's up to them. But now they, they're just open to anything, just anything in the spirit of the age. This comes right to their being, right to their being. And the target is going to be to shape the mind. If they take in these thoughts, like maybe three or four years ago, we had a married brother came with his wife to the training, and he got saved off the campus. And he came to the training with this thought, well, same-sex marriage is fine fine. It's just normal. And you just consider um, how degraded California is going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I read something online of parents rising up in San Diego that sixth graders are actually presented with pornography, encouraging them to sexual experimentation portraying this. And this is approved by really a weird, ungodly governor. I respect the office of governor, but it it is just increasingly evil. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to get worse. Because the Lord said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. That's why I didn't have the heart to pray as some tried to pray six years ago, oh Lord, improve the moral climate, improve the moral standard in this country. I couldn't do it. That's in the realm of ethics. You don't tell Paul writing Romans, Church and Saints in Romans saying, Pray for the moral climate of the Roman Empire. Pray that they will reduce the amount of gladiatorial combats and all of this kind of thing. There, It's just we're here to be an anti-testimony, a light shining in the darkness. We're not here to expect or hope for moral improvement. It's going to worsen, as it was in the days of Noah. And the aim is to shape the mind of the young. So now they take in these concepts that my parents are old-fashioned. The church this is just a fairy tale we have to be up to date um, and, and this is the modern way of thinking and uh, there really is no male or female once once that's lodged in the mind then the mind will direct the rest of their being so from this verse we go to Second Corinthians 4 and then we'll end up in Matthew, and then we'll see uh, how we fight against this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in Corinthians 4. Okay, i are going to get the second one first first. Okay. change verse 3 and following. But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled in those who are perishing, in whom the God of this age has blinded the thoughts of the unbelievers. That the illumination of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, might not shine on them. So Paul is preaching the gospel of the glory of Christ. And in verse 6 he says, because the God who said out of darkness light shall shine is the one who shined in our hearts to illuminate the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So what God wants to do toward the lost and toward our young people is shine into their hearts. So the mind has to be open. The heart is open. The God of glory shines into their hearts. And we know this is most effective based upon the experience of Abraham and Saul of Tarsus. Abraham was not a theist he's an Ur the Chaldes. no one believes in the living and true God everyone is an idolater Amen. but the God of glory appeared to him Amen. Amen. Right? and eventually he responded and Saul of Tarsus we know uh, he saw a light brighter than the sun and here's my real conviction. This is I, I, I fully believe in this. But let me express it this way. When the Lord comes for the overcomers, He'll be the morning star. But when He comes manifestly, He'll be the sun. And my point is, people in the mind can argue when you present truth. No one can fight against light. Against God as light. It's impossible. So the Lord will come as the sun. If the atheists are still here, if they've been righteous, they took care of the suffering believers, so they have a chance. And the Lord doesn't offer an argument. He said, here I am, shining as the sun. How are you going to you can't you can't argue. But the Lord didn't send some super genius apostle apostle to debate with Saul to, he and he himself didn't speak to him merely. He shined on him. Amen. But you know, cameras with film are out of date, but still the principle the light has to come in through some kind of opening. So the mind is the opener. So the enemy does not want the gospel of the glory of Christ to shine into people. So he blinds he blinds their thoughts. So that the illumination of the gospel would not shine into them. So he is this is the God of this age. So it's the God behind This floating mass of strange ideas. He is operating through his demons on this person to blind the thoughts. That closes the mind, closes the vessel. So even though the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, is shining, it can't penetrate. He wants to shine in our hearts. So this now leads to the point, then what do we do? What do we do? We know all this is going on very actively, exceedingly aggressively from the enemy through the world system, through the secular schools, through all kinds of media. This is what's going on. Then what do we do? So I'll introduce the thought here, then we'll go to one other scripture. All right. <clears throat> this requires warfare on our part, and it requires the prayers of warfare on our part. It's not wrong. It's not wrong to pray, but have mercy on our young people, save them, uh, preserve them, this and that. But when an enemy is attacking, you have to do more than just appeal for mercy Mm -hmm. and love. You have to know how to deal with the attack. So we bring in this principle of binding and loosening. We surely need to be governed by the vision that our Lord Jesus in His earthly ministry, nullified the works of the devil. Amen. Amen. Even the enemy did something in human lives. He came he said, I cancel it. I nullify it. I destroy it. Amen. I reduce it to nothing. Amen. Then He defeated the enemy on the cross and now He ascended to the height of the universe. And the god of this age is operating in the air, you could say, one level of the heavens. The Lord is in ascension, we are in ascension, in a superior position. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We need to be governed by the vision. The god of this age has already been judged, his world system has already been judged. This is a fact. Mm -hmm. But God's way, which is not our way, is to apply and enforce the victory in stages. Amen. And he wants the church to apply and enforce the victory now. Amen. Amen. So we are not fighting for victory, as we pointed out, We're fighting from victory and in victory. So like in Song of Songs, it says, Come, my beloved, and look from the lion's dens and the leopards' mountains. We need to have a clear view. Then we may rightly apply the Lord's Word in Matthew 18 to bind what has been bound in heaven and to loose or release what has been loosed or released in heaven. Mm -hmm. Not in this case, pray to bind, but bind. Mm -hmm. Not pray to release, but release. Mm -hmm. So as we are praying and we're in fellowship with the Lord, we have the realization the Lord has released this young person And we are now, in the Lord's name with His authority, are applying this release on the earth. We will accept nothing else. The heavens and the earth are one. Or we sense there is an onslaught on this person's being, even their their suicidal, whatever it is. Of one case, some sisters came I was working in my office, a sister came representing them. These are serving sisters, all mature. She said, can we engage in spiritual warfare? I said, of course you can. You can't. You just need to be covered and we will cover you. And they were praying about a literal life and death situation Mm -hmm. involving a sister. And they dealt with it. Mm -hmm. So this is something that we learn by doing. And just to try to strengthen this point a little for our faith, Uh, on Monday I got back from a period of time in Korea. We gave six messages in a conference, six messages in a training. But again and again we addressed the matter of North Korea. Mm -hmm. And I I pointed out that... We're warring against principalities and powers, against the evil forces of this darkness. But we know from the scriptures that Christ on the cross stripped them off, he defeated them. In his ascension, he transcended them. And Peter mentions at the end of 1 Peter chapter 3 all these powers are subjected to him he is the Lord over every demon over every evil angel and they know it they know it so now what we have to learn is to pray with this realization Lord the God of this age is actively working to blind the thoughts of our young people starting at a very early age, we bind the blinding work Amen. of the God of this age. Amen. We're going to have a meeting, we're going to have a conference with the young people. We're going up to Oak Glen, we prepared the outlines, we had the burden to speak. We, we pray for the messages, for the meetings, for the reception, but we remember There's a force opposing this, Mm -hmm. resisting this. And so we don't wait until we see some sign of attack. We pray preemptively. We bind Mm -hmm. the God of this age and His blinding work. This matters. Mm -hmm. But the crucial verse and what it has been the focus in me as I've been considering this for several days is in Matthew 12. Mm -hmm. And in Matthew 12, we have something unique to this chapter that's the clear uh, unveiling of the fact Satan has a kingdom he has a kingdom because the Lord was casting out a demon and the religious opposers saying "Yeah, you do this by Beelzebub and he said uh, the kingdom divided itself it can't, can't stand Verse 28. But if I, by the Spirit of God, cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Verse 29 is the key. Mm -hmm. And this is my main burden in this fellowship is on this verse. For how can anyone enter into the house of the strong man? and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And then he will thoroughly plunder his house. Amen. Amen. i just like to read it again. It's Amen. so powerful. Yeah. How can anyone enter into the house of the strong man Amen. and plunder his goods
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless he first Binds the strong man. Amen. And then he will thoroughly plunder his house. Keep the, the notes, the life study on this chapter, uh, the portion in the book, the kingdom on this, the portion in the conclusion of the New Testament on this is very enlightening. You can just do a living, living stream ministry search. Just put in strong man. You'll you'll get the, the key portions. But the strong man is Satan. His house is his kingdom. And all the goods, all of his goods refer to all the human vessels he has usurped. They are under his control in his house. So that's all the young people we care about. All the young people we want to see be saved. Right. They're in this house. We want to rescue them. Amen. We want to deliver them. Amen. But if we try to do that directly, we, we, we can't. Mm. The Lord Himself makes it very clear. Before He cast out demons from people, and thereby brought them out of Satan's kingdom, he first bound the strong man. Amen. Amen. He bound the strong man. Amen. And this is the specific kind of prayer we need. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just learn by doing. We okay, just learn by doing. Just, you know, We'll be awkward at first. The Lord is for us. He's going to train us. Just learned by doing Amen. that there is this strong man determined, although illegally he has no right, he's, he's a usurper, he's determined to keep all these young people in his house, mm-hmm. in his kingdom. And we are determined, as God is, to deliver them out of the authority of Satan and turn them from darkness to light, out of the authority of Satan to God. That was Paul's commission. Right. But if we simply are engaging with the vessel, okay, you need to know God created male and female. There's not a multitude of genders. Uh, ma- marriage is just between mm-hmm. a human male and a human female, this and that. We can't move them. Mm-hmm. But... As we release binding prayer, it may be that we begin first by asking the Lord and agreeing with Him, bind the strong man. Yes. Eventually we will be one with Him, bind the strong man. Amen. Amen. Lord, we're going to have this conference with the young people, this meeting with the young people. Mm-hmm. We're not only going to pray positively for the word, for their receiving. We're going to pray negatively the prayer of warfare Mm -hmm. to to bind the strong man. And when you consult the ministry on this, you'll see Brother Lee points out the battles for the mind. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We're especially binding the strong man's control through the mind. Mm -hmm. Their mind has to be freed Mm -hmm. from all the influences of the spirit of the age. So I, I hope this is somewhat helpful Amen. Uh, just to trace this line. So the world is this organized system mm-hmm. behind which is the mind of Satan that is against God, it opposes God, it's against the will of God, and there are a multitude of things in it to lure any one of us away from God. And the whole world system lies in the evil one. That's the nature of the cosmos. But what we are dealing with is this particular age of the world. The age. The present age. And Paul uses the expression the God of this age. And we read from Trench the spirit of this age. This is really... To identify the enemy. It's not just the world generally. Don't love the world. Uh, mm. You know, don't listen to that kind of music. Mm. Right. Merely. Mm. It, it's the mind, it's the spirit behind it. Mm. And that spirit is in the air. We are in the heavenly. We are in ascension. Amen. Mm-hmm. We are in victory. We are applying the victory of Christ to this situation. Amen. And we will aggressively fight and bind. We, we will not allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. So then we see that the God of this age its not just the mind. Paul is very precise. The thoughts. What kind of thoughts he'll put in. Injecting thoughts. And even the enemy is so subtle we may not know if the thought is ours or his. But actually it's his. And these dear young ones they're they're defenseless. They're they're defenseless. They're, They're naive as they should be. But we have to realize the God of this age is blinding their thoughts so that the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ would not shine into them. But now you're going to have a high school conference you and i have no doubt when you speak as the lord is developing your, your portion of the ministry glory will shine so you said you pray lord that pray lord that the god of glory will shine into every heart
1: Amen.
0: that every young person here will have a direct contact with the lord of glory they will just sense they're shining in them you will infuse faith into them. Mm-hmm. You will be so real in them. Amen. But we know there's an enemy opposing us. So we pray ahead of time. We don't wait for an attack.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We expect an attack. Mm-hmm. We pray, keep them from the evil one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lord, we bind the God of this age. We blind, we bind his blinding work. Mm-hmm. We, op- we release the opening of the minds and hearts of the young people. Amen. But we don't rely upon our capacity to convince them, right? Our capacity to warn them, to caution them. We don't trust. We have to speak, but we don't trust what we speak. Amen. We trust in your shining, Amen. your direct shining into them. Yeah. Then we realize the, the battles for the mind, the thoughts mind which is being fashioned according to this age but we learned from the Lord himself who is now in us and on, on the throne that the way he he came he came right into the earth Satan's kingdom he himself was the kingdom he wanted to release people that were possessed by demons he first Bound the strong man. Amen. Amen. Then Amen. plundered his house. Yeah. It's not just plucking yeah. one or two well, young people. Yeah. We want all of them. Amen. We're fighting for all of them. Plund- Plunder is when you, you thoroughly take whatever yeah, you right. want. Right. Amen. And the enemy's helpless. What, what a shame to him. What a glory to the Lord. He's bound and he has to watch yeah. our plundering. Amen. So this was th- the main thing I wanted to share. Because you asked about applying spiritual warfare yes. to this. And again, don't, you know, don't reason, am I in the fourth stage of spiritual warfare? I tried to point out in the first message, yes, we need to be in the fourth stage, know the body, know ascension no raining than warfare at the same time it's a basic principle of the church life okay you're all soldiers already okay? amen okay right you're all soldiers already you're in the army already you've been doing this already you just need a little clarification and the lord will give you the prayers he's been waiting for these kind of prayers amen. he's been praying for these kind of prayers, amen. Kind of prayers. Amen. because he has won the victory But God in His ways. He's just God. And He has His ways which are not ours. And His way is, I'm not going to enforce this completely yet. It'll be in stages. So there'll be a fuller stage when the Lord comes. At the end of the millennium there'll be the ultimate stage. But He is saying, in the church age, I want a church, a counterpart. That can fight with me in this matter and apply my victory in this matter. Amen. And I am going to limit myself to their prayers and their cooperation, but I will try to enlighten them, to motivate them, and encourage them. You are the enforcers, right? You are the ones that apply my victory.
1: Amen.
0: Okay, then the other matter. Um, is on the side of the humanity of Jesus. Both in, in two ways. One is how the enemy cannot attack God directly. So he cannot between him and God directly this nullify God's purpose. So he attacks the human vessel he can ruin the vessel, then God has no way to carry out his purpose. And if you've had an occasion to just care for maybe, maybe it could be a young adult or someone toward the end of the teenage years, that has been severely damaged, psychologically, or some other way and you sense they can contact the Lord they love the Lord but it takes usually decades Mm -hmm. to overcome serious damage to one's humanity so in addition to the direct spiritual warfare there's the enemy's stratagems to ruin the vessels through gross immorality through mental illness uh, things like that so I can't touch I'm not a therapist I'm not an MD but there is a great need positively for us to express in all of our contact with the young people the humanity of Jesus we need to see what a human being how a human being is how human we are we truly are not religious and I want again anonymously referred to Saint X, to what extent the view presented in the Spirit of Fellowship by Saint X is widespread, I don't know. But this is a middle-aged saint's present feeling. And Saint X grew up in the church life. And when St. X was in high school especially, he and all of his peers, or she and all of her peers, they were taken care of in the most wonderful way in the humanity of Jesus mm-hmm. by those who were serving. The care they received was not limited just to the young people's meeting. And in particular, the ones who cared for them, they themselves have matured one as years ago became a co-worker, a leading one in a major church. But I believe when this brother, now a co-worker, stands before the Lord, the Lord will say, you're not here alone. There are dozens of young people that are here because of you. So this is how X grew up. Now, X has kids and I realized there's a matter of human perception there's a matter of opinion but the spirit in which I presented was a fine spirit and the feeling was that element in X's environment church life environment is no more there's just the formal the formal gatherings. That's it. And it seems that for various reasons there's just some reluctance or hesitation to you know, for a brother this is an illustration I'm not advocating this. brother just says let's let, let me just take you up to the mountains where we'll go skiing for a day. Um, at least from X's point of view it was this kind of contact that put something into one's being it just preserved them but again I have no thought no idea how to care for young people I don't serve young people I have no opinion about what's happening, I have no suggestion. I I can only testify that as a dad, in all stages, from in my later twenties becoming a dad and then growing humanly, developing spiritually. I don't recall learning any greater lesson in the Lord Mm. under His discipline than learning to be Jesusly human. Not naturally human. Jesusly human. Mm. That means God is there. The genuine spirituality is there. The divine attributes are there. But they're mingled with and expressed to you an uplifted, resurrected humanity of Jesus. Amen. This was the context of that long series of messages on the meal offering in the book, Christ is the Reality of the Offerings. Amen. And I don't mention this because I have any impression that you're religious, that you're strict, you're inflexible. There's no such thing. So the enemy puts that thought in, he's a liar, and we rebuke him. So I've seen some on the other extreme. Yeah, they're human, fleshly human, naturally human. That's terrible. So I just can present these, these two matters. The main thing is let us learn to pray the prayers of warfare Amen. the prayers of authority to bind the God of this age to bind the strong man and trust in the Lord's shining into them. I mean, that's one of my favorite verses Second Corinthians 4-6 the God who said out of darkness light shall shine has shined in our hearts Uh, we can never get over that it just shines in your hearts yes it's a penetrating light but it's full of life it's full of love it's full of faith, a believing element and we just will fight against the blinding work of the God of this age we're not ignorant of the spirit of this age Yes, we can when we're talking with the young people we present the truth to them there are these two sources the world which lies in the evil one and God the Father with His will and Paul said don't be fashioned but we're not going to trust in our exhorting them and our warning them although we need to Mm -hmm. what we trust in is the shining of God Himself their direct experience of the shining God. Amen. So the enemy is going to resist this. So we're going to deal with him in his resisting. Amen. And we have the Lord wants to share with us. All this great power is to the church. He wants he wants to share with us his authority and he wants us to apply and enforce his victory Amen. in situation after situation. Amen like I told the saints in Korea the last message I gave I said we're we're there in South Korea more than this is on June 10th two days before the summit I said the whole earth is the Lord's all the Korean peninsula is the Lord's but there are principalities and powers over North Korea as there are over all the other nations we know from Daniel 10 We need to realize these principalities and powers have been defeated. They must be in subjection to the ascended Christ. And we are sitting in the heavenlies with the ascended Christ, looking down on the situation. We proclaim Christ's victory to the principalities and powers over North Korea. Telling them you have no right any longer to control these people. The kingdom of God is coming. So, you don't have to Take on all of North Korea. We <laughs> just fight for the preservation and for the enlightening Amen. of the young people. Amen. So, this is my portion. Amen. Maybe we could just pray a little bit. Amen. Amen.